0: Welcome to Comics Experiment presents Absolute Comics. Today's going to be a little bit different. You guys are used to the Comics Experiment show, a podcast that I produce right here with the entire ComicStorian team, and we present to you every Saturday right here at the channel. And we do it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ComicStorian every Thursday. Well, some of you may be missing an old show that Sal and I did produce. It was called The Weekly Pull, and it died off about uh, four or five months ago. Sal and I decided to basically make a new version of it. And it's called, it's not the Weekly Poll, it's Absolute Comics. And so today, just like when we did our Scott Snyder interview and we did our CTV presentation, we're going to be putting this on our Comics Experiment to show you this show and see if you guys enjoy it. And if you stick around to the end of the show, we'll tell you where you can find it and how to be a part of it and be basically enjoy it. Um, and today's episode of Comics Experiment is brought to you by Butcher Box. Better meat for a better you. Come on, guys. I love meat, and we got a great sponsor. And I'll tell you a little bit more about their deal in the middle of today's episode. But Sal, why don't you tell uh, our viewers today a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Because you
1: have not been on a comics experiment in a very long time. That's true. It has been a while. I love the comics experiment, by the way. Thank you so much for having me back on. Uh, I am Sal from the YouTube channel Comic Pop, youtube.com slash comic pop, for those of you who are typing it into their uh Window browsers right now. Um, you sound like an yeah. old man. Like- <laughs> I know into your into your browsers, or actually, it's more like your phone. You're probably using your phone, but uh, <laughs> in any case, uh, yeah, we talk about comics all day long. We have like a number of series that I think you're probably gonna really enjoy if you like the lore and the fun of comics. You know, you you learn all about comics from Benny, but you laugh. At them with me over at uh, youtube.com/compo. We got shows like Back Issues, Elseworlds Exchange, Off the Rack, and so much more. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I think you're really gonna like that one. Uh, check them out. They're a lot of fun, and it's just all comics all the time with a bunch of really fun, colorful characters. I think you're really gonna enjoy it.
0: Yeah, no, and Sal and I have actually been working together for quite a while. Uh, our, yeah. our previous show was with Comics Explained. We did that for about five years, and this is basically yeah. the spiritual successor to that. It's a show that Sal and I have been working on for a few months, a show we wanted to bring you guys, and it is going to stream live over on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash comic every Tuesday that we're both in town. Um, I'll explain what I mean by that, and exactly where you can find it, and how we're going to be filming this, and how it's going to be different from the weekly poll and Comics Experiment at the end of the show. But today, uh, we're going to go right into it so you know what you're getting into and what this is and what the Comics Experiment is hosting for you guys. So yeah. uh, right now, our topics of the day that we're going to try to hit are we're going to talk briefly about the Spider-Man MCU deal. Not very long for those of you who have been watching the channel for a while, because uh, anybody who's been watching comic story like Benny, you've beat this like a dead horse. Uh, But we haven't discussed it on with my co-host, Sal, and we haven't talked about it in this kind of a manner. We're also going to talk about Jonah Hill uh, getting cast as somebody in Batman. Yeah. Uh, And I got a lot of cool ideas from you guys on Twitter. I want to see what Sal thinks about some of those. Sweet. Uh, We're going to talk about the J.J. Abrams Spider-Man book and what he's doing with his universe. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I I want to get uh, Sal's opinion to Tom King's Batman and the recent death that happened in that and what his opinion on that is. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, seeing him roll his eyes, I can tell he's not going to be a hugely a part of that. Um, yeah. The Batman video game leak? I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, uh, the new CW spinoff show that's coming out of Arrow. So I guess Arrow can't die. and we're going to talk about absolute carnage and why it's the greatest thing marvel has ever produced in their entire
1: lives (laughs) (laughs) it's i'll tell you this it's the best carnage book ever made you know what
0: let's kick off with that because so i found this weird because i was having actually a talk with a friend of ours about this house of x and powers of x dropped and absolute carnage dropped and I know I'm in the minority on this one for a lot of people because a lot of people are loving House of X and Powers of X. But yes. I know Hickman, and I know the way he writes, and I just stopped reading it three issues in because it's so wordy, and I'm so tired of nothing happening that I stopped reading it overall. <laughs> you missed
1: it, man. You should have, well
0: I'm going to wait for it to finish because that's Hickman. Yeah. Hickman works that's better right. in trade. I hate to say that because I hate trade-sitting myself, um, mm-hmm. but I hate it, it works better in trade. He does. He always has. I agree with that. Um, so I'm waiting for it to finish, but it's funny because the, uh, our friend I was talking with, he's like, well, you probably like absolute carnage better. And I'm like, I am loving absolute <laughs> carnage.
1: Yeah. He's got your number.
0: It, 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 I'm more of an action packed kind of like, let's get in there and do things. And what I'm loving that Donny Cates is doing with this is we're not, we're not skipping the story beats to get more action. And we're not doing so much explanation that we're just craving more action. We're getting everything we want. We're getting a nice mix of action and story and kicking off that first issue with like 60 pages. I think was the greatest thing ever to do to get you hooked because it put in all the story and left you with a crazy cliffhanger.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, The... Unsung? Uh, no, they, they're singing his praises. Ryan Stegman's art is second to none on this series. Oh, it is yes. It is so good looking. It's so cool looking. He knows how to get the best version of your favorite characters who appear in this book. Uh, I, I I think you're absolutely right. The sixty page opener. I I'm surprised there are fewer people talking about it than there are because that sixty pages was like it blew by in like, I I don't know how long it took me to read the first issue, but I remember being like, it's over. And then realizing, oh my God, I I, I spent like an hour reading this book. Like it was really long, but it, 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 it just blew, it just blew past. Yeah. Like it was so fast to read. Um, uh, the last issue, the third issue was for me, like the most, like, eh, I guess we can probably wrap this up by now, which kind of like sucks. It hurts me because like, if every issue is action packed, every yeah. issue has something going on. The third issue felt like the least stuff happened in it. I felt like it was the shortest out of
0: the issues as well, because I believe really it was only short. twenty pages. I will say though, and this is this is spoilers for anyone has not read Absolute Carnage three yet, it's not a major spoiler. But almost no. immediately at the beginning, they introduce Banner, and I'm like, oh, and you're like, okay. I'm like, why is Banner here? And then the, you know, like, oh, uh, and then they, they make a comment, oh well, don't worry. Banner and the Hulk have never had the symbiote. I'm like, well, I'll guess who's getting the symbiote in a minute? Yeah. <laughs> and like five no, and pages true. later, it's it's Venom
1: Hulk, <laughs> <Like>
0: <laughs> Venom Hulk.
1: Which I mean, like, it's something we've been kind of looking for for what 25 years. Like, of come all on. the
0: characters did not get a Venom symbiote. Why did it take us this long to have Banner get the Venom symbiote?
1: I don't. I understand. feel like it's got to be part of Donny Cates' like checklist of like things I'd like to have seen in Spider-Man comics and never got. And one of them is like Venom Hulk. Yeah. And so we get that. That, And by the way, awesome moment. I love it. Last page reveal. It's not really like, but... Not a lot happened except for the build up to that. Yeah, right. Um, the, but there are a couple of really nice quiet character moments, and that's the other thing is that it's written by Donny Cates, so it's not gonna be like, oh, good, it's somebody who only caters to action, or it's oh, good, it's only somebody who caters to like cerebral, full pages of text. No, th- there's a great blend of action and also character. Like, there's this, there's this really, really beautiful moment where um, uh, the Venom symbiote is talking to Eddie. Because Spider Man's like, I gotta go last because like I'm responsible for bringing the symbiote here, and that's the reason why all this is happening. And the symbiote's like telling telling Eddie like, don't, don't let him feel this way. Like, right. don't, like, and Eddie's like, no, you are. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right though. That's what I love about Donnie Cates. Donnie Cates came out of
0: nowhere for me. I. It, it turns out a lot of the books I was enjoying were written by him. But right. he, he. But he, it's not like he's been around for twenty years. He's not Hickman. You don't hear no. the name Donny Cates two years ago and go, oh my God, I got to read this book. But we've entered into an era where Donny Cates is re- writing half of Marvel and it's making me want to read half of Marvel. I'm reading yeah. even books
1: I would never read because his name is attached to it. It's, it's actually kind of impressive right now how uh, only in like two or three years has Marvel gone from, I remember when, remember when uh, Secret Wars was coming and they were like, this is going to be the reboot. And I'm like, this is the worst possible time for Marvel to do a reboot. they have the, It's the worst period for creators. Like, I don't trust anyone who's working at Marvel right now to rebuild the Marvel Universe. If you did a reboot now, I'd be like, "Oh, you got Ewing, you got Dick Cates. Like, yep. I think you're good. Like, you really yeah, oh, yeah. only you need totally make it you work. Got Hickman, and you Hickman, Ewing, Cates frontlining the entirety of the X Men. Exa- Hickman, Ewing, Cates, you're done. Like, yeah. you could actually reboot, or at the very least be like, you know what, uh, Hickman, Ewing, Cates, why don't you guys go remake the Ultimate Universe now?" oh that'd be pretty incredible i would, I would, I would trust yeah. the hell out of them that'd be a great testing ground like can they sustain an entire universe of rebooting the entire like of oh, all these characters um that being said the in-universe stuff they're doing i mean obviously like the immortal hulk is an incredible series um everything that kate's has done has been awesome i don't know if you're reading silver surfer black but like no just a night uh-huh. it's a nice quiet spacefaring like you know john uh what's it called uh jack kirby kind of like adventure um it, it's it's cool and fun and ridiculous and it's short and it, it, it's just really cool but it's like that's kates can do that kates can do a, a massive carnage event he can kill the inhumans and also tell like this little adventure about the silver server like he's yeah. he's capable of all of these things
0: no it, it, it's incredible the way he does that and you're you're right actually the inhumans is funny because I was just looking at somebody who's tweeted out. They're like, Reader's one of my favorites. Uh, Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman did a great job. And I'm like, they did that too? Because I liked that one. Like, I liked Reader and I liked what they did with the Inhumans. It was like one of the yeah. few times I was excited about the Inhumans. But, right.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, I was like, that. the death Inhumans, I was like, this is really good. Like, I felt bad about losing the Inhumans and I hate the Inhumans. <laughs>
0: right, exactly. Exactly. So. Uh, So the Jonathan Hickman thing, then let's talk about that briefly, uh, because that's been going on for a little while now. And I know I'm in the minority, even here in the office. They're all loving every issue of House of X, Powers of X. And it was like issue two or three that I was just like, oh, my God, stop talking so much. And I've, (laughs) I've expressed this problem I've had before. Very wordy comics are difficult for me to read because I read a lot of my stuff speed read. So a lot of my stuff, I like bust out five comics, and I have them all down in 30 to 45 minutes. And I'm able to comprehend and understand everything that's happening, and I can enjoy the art. It's a skill that I have, which is part of the reason I got into doing this comic thing, because I can read so many comics so quickly. But when you throw a lot of thought-provoking books, and you throw a lot of very wordy books at me, that will slow me down. Thor, I notoriously don't read, because Mm. of the way the font
1: is. It slows me down. yeah. So, yeah, I, I I appreciate the attempt behind the lettering there, but I'm kind of like just 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 don't make it bad, you right. know. I, bad lettering will kill a book anyway. Yeah, Thor. Um, and so
0: House of X, I decided to hold like after issue two or three, and I was just waiting for something to actually happen. Um, I was like, you know, let me just let it finish because this is like his magnum opus. This is going to be Hickman's big thing and it's Hickman. So he's intending for two trades and you got to read the whole thing to understand what's happening. So let me just let the whole thing finish. Um, I did that recently with actually event Leviathan. I I stopped reading event Leviathan, waited till issue three, read all of it, read issue four. And I'm like, oh, it's actually really enjoyable if you're not waiting for the next issue.
1: Ah, (laughs) I see. I, I'm skipping Event Leviathan for a totally different reason, <laughs> and it's just, I read the first issue, and I'm like, oh, this is Bendis at his worst. Pass. Like, I just, I'm never going to read this book. It's out. <laughs> well,
0: just out. Well, they evolved, They it. brought
1: in Red Hood, so I was like, oh, I got to read it now. Oh, there you go. So you're you're a big softie for Red Hood. I, me, I could care less. It's, yeah.
0: so, I, I, like, I like,
1: my favorite version of Jason Todd is when he's a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the current one in Titans that you just love to I- hate? Oh, I don't even bother. I like t- I'm like like Titan's Pass. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, they're not for me. So what do you think about House of X powers? What is your opinions on it? I'm loving it. And, you know, the X-Men are funny for me because I'm like, I love the X-Men. And I also can't stand like most of it because there's so much like and there's so much that like. Th- th- everything matters, and when everything matters, a syndrome would say, nothing does, and so <laughs> there's never a you know, sure, they'll, like, break for a for a football game or a baseball game, but, like, for the most part, like, every single arc is the most important thing and it always is gonna destroy the mutants, or it's gonna be the the, the hope for all mutant con- everything is like, oh my god, I just I can't parse a moment I need levity, I need a moment of like of, of respite from this and I just can't get it with the X-Men. But like uh, I've been always looking for a great like gateway to get back into the X-Men. It, th- I like older X-Men stories, like older, slower X-Men stories where it's like Days of Future Past is like three issues. Yeah, you know, so I it's love like, Days I'm of I'm like, oh, cool. I'm in like, that's <laughs> it. Uh, but then it's like, oh, the phalanx. I'm like, I'm um, no. Um, you know. <laughs> Executioner song. Oh, geez. Like, you know, it just but uh, what Hickman's been doing with that with 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 X-Men, it makes it so that the stakes feel justified. He has like this this thing he wants to say about like artificial intelligence, like he's trying to make it contemporary and say something like kind of about today, yeah, which is cool. But I'm also like, eh, it's about mutants who shoot lasers out of their eyes. Like, come on. Um,
0: <laughs> but like, that, that, that's
1: my concern is I'm worried
0: that Hickman's trying to take it too far. Right.
1: Like I like, like the
0: X Men and I like Hickman and I like what he's doing, but he's obviously trying to make this his big. Remember, he wa- this is he wants to make this his Claremont moment we're, we're right. all gonna sit down and be like, oh man, there's the Claremont X-Men and the Hickman X-Men. And it I'm said, not against that. Like I said, I'm gonna wait for them both to finish and read them all the yeah. way
1: through. But it's he may well pull it off. Like I think he's I, I think he will. Do you? I, because I do. Uh not only do I like love what he's doing, but like I I'm not like t- it's easy to tell a story, I think, where the good guys win and they look awesome. It, it's harder to tell a Story that's compelling and engaging and also make your your protagonists all like kind of cultists. And that's like <laughs> I, I feel gross when I'm reading House of X and Powers of X or Powers of Ten. I I find Hawks and Pox to like be kind of this really weird experience where I'm like, I, I love it. And I'm also like, Ugh. like the most recent issue of Hawks was. This big kind of culty storm brings the you know the oh five or like the the most popular five out and she's like this is Scott Summers and he is my brother but more importantly he is what they're like mutant he's a mutant yeah and I'm like this is weird I don't I don't like this like I like it but if I'm a human and I'm like walking by and I'm not I'm not invited to Krakoa which is another thing but if I'm walking by and I hear all this crap I'm like. This is I, I'm I'm gonna move <laughs> like to the moon or something. <laughs> this is scary, uh, <laughs> but he's he's capable of making me feel that way. Plus, I don't know like I, when it came. I think this is great distilled Hickman. Like I think Hickman's learned a lot from his experience with event Avengers was unruly. Like for me, I love it, but I'm also like it was so. Mu- he had multiple all these Avengers series and. I, you know, time runs out, like everything fed into each other, but it also like you could read Secret Wars. It doesn't really matter. And you're like, yeah. oh, well, then really what it was it all for. And so I think with this, he's like, no, it all matters. It all hinges on each other. They're all interconnected. You need it all. And I'm giving you background so that like there's, there's no question about what's going on unless i want you to ask that question right like all that all that graphic information is so well executed like that kind of stuff really like my eyes glaze over normally but when i'm looking at it with respect to what he's been doing here because it's not him i think he got like a graphic artist to like come up with all like the you know the, the language and the logos and everything um it looks so it's it flows so easily and i'm so desperate for more information that like that text stuff really is essential reading. And, and and I'm like, Oh cool. You, you got me to read the supplemental material. I'm reading the appendices. I'm in like, <laughs> wow. Uh, Pox leaves me colder than Hawks. Like I like the stuff that's happening now, supposedly. Uh, but with powers of X where we're like, we're going to the future and we're dealing with like people who aren't even people anymore. I, I, that's when I'm like, okay, no, like right. I don't care, but I know it's important. And there are a couple of issues that happened within that series that I'm like, oh, my God, like that matters. Like, oh, like I was rewarded for reading it, even though I was like kind of like, why am I reading this? Right. So I'm digging it. I'm digging it. But I'm also like I'm digging it in that way where you're like you're you're reading a story about villains. Like, I feel like the X-Men are kind of being set up to be cultists, which, you know, that's kind of messed up.
0: (laughs) I mean, like I'm liking it, but I just I feel like I need to let it finish. Or I'm you gonna keep, I'm gonna keep I, reading each issue and be like, oh, it's not gonna yeah, go anywhere. Like I don't mind all the wordiness and having to sit down and actually absorb it all, but I need to be. I don't like it stopping with a cliffhanger at that point.
1: You know, I want to. The read reality it. is, you you need it. You need to read it with time. Like you no. can't speed read hacks like the hawks and Pox. Like no, you can't. So okay, I mean. uh, next comic series that we have not been able to talk
0: about because we have not done a show in a while. And no. don't worry, guys, we're gonna talk about all your movie news and gaming news and everything in a bit. Um. Tom King's Batman. Now, yeah. we're having a huge disagreement here in the office cuz I in my opinion I like the overall story. Right. What I'm disliking is the fact that he's taking so long to get to the overall story. Like oh, yeah. it feels like he's you know remember when he started he was promoting it was hundred issues I feel like the whole story could have been a fifty issue plot like easily it's so much filler that Tom King is throwing into this story it's like you know I I've, I've read Mister Miracle I've read Vision and both of those I feel like could easily have been nine issue series and this oh. Batman run I feel like could have been fifty
1: <laughs> yeah I, I I gotta disagree with you about Vision and 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 Mister Miracle those two series are like I wouldn't change a frame in that in either of those series. With Batman it's like listen here's the thing if Tom King cut his teeth on and is excellent at giving you a 12 issue maxi series don't give him a 100 issue <laughs> opus <laughs> I know like especially if it's like oh I'm really good at taking like obscure characters that nobody really cares about or or hasn't or haven't thought about in a long time and re- reinvigorating them or giving them some kind of humanity or or taking away their humanity like With Cat- Batman it's like, like uh, Catwoman
0: uh Kite Man and Flashpoint Batman while we all know them, they haven't really done anything in, like, quite a while now.
1: No, but he's also responsible for making Kite Man, like, a, a meme. Like, the reason people think Kite Man is their favorite superhero, or supervillain, I should say, is because of King.
0: Oh, yeah. And Hell yeah. I, I,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, for me, I, I, it's, it's actually kind of funny because I've been really sour on the King run pretty much since the end of I Am Gotham. Like, I've been off since the first trade. <laughs> okay. I, I was like, this is, I don't like it. Like,
0: it was actually those two that made me go, Ugh. but once we got to like, I am Bane and we got to Catwoman, I was on board. Yeah.
1: I was enjoying it. So now once we got to, I am suicide, I'm like, this is, this is the worst thing in like 20 years. And I <laughs> had to stop reading it. And it's funny because I, I've always said this and it's like, and eventually everyone finds their stop on the Tom King train because like little by little, People kept going like, you're crazy. Tom King is a genius, it's amazing. And like little by little, each time we get to a new arc, they're like, I gotta stop reading it, I'm off. Like, I'm, This sucks. Yeah. Ish- issue 50 was the biggest, that was like the interconnecting train stop where it was like everyone like, who needs to get off got off. And the rest of them are kind of like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know, this is the dream arc. Come on, a whole trade full of stories that didn't actually happen, so that Batman could realize he's not really that like he he, he misses Catwoman. Like, come on. Um, <laughs> the, uh... But it's funny because I've been I've been sour on the whole series, but this most recent issue, I loved. it. Did you?
0: Because it's I funny because these last like, two issues I've been against. I've openly yeah. said it. Because everything all the important bits that happen in this whole beach vacation for oh, yeah. beach uh, blanket Batman. <laughs> uh all of it could have been easily contained into like five pages, and let's get back to City of Bane. He, That's he, the thing. He literally is dubbing it the City of Bane interlude. And I'm like, oh yeah, my god.
1: Like, oh my God, no more interludes. Just the, do it. The reality Just is the It's weird because Oh God. Well, I was going to say it's, it's weird because like, isn't city of Bane, like a a year of the villain tie-in? Yes. So like, but, but clearly it's important and it's like, he had this idea. So is it like, which came first? Was it the tie-in or was it that like, he always was going to have Bane take over Gotham?
0: I'm pretty sure that Bane was supposed to take over Gotham this whole time because it goes all the way back to the beginning when Bane. I mean, the whole whole hundred issue run has been Bane yeah. trying to prove to finally break down Batman by giving him happiness and taking that away. Bane right, realized yeah. he can't beat him strictly mentally and f- strictly physically. He had to find a new way to do it, and it was the happiness route that he went. Um, yeah. But even I've even said this: they, they're having he's having conflicting messages with uh, with Thomas Wayne. Because Thomas oh, Wayne's like, well, I want you to quit being Batman and go be happy so that I can become Batman. And then Bane's like, I want you to give him happiness and take it away. So it's like,
1: who's who's doing this? <laughs> What's yeah, going- what are you doing? Like, what, what, That whole thing, yeah, no, I, I, I really am not a big fan of the Tom King run this particular interlude you're absolutely right in terms of like you basically even if you wanted to keep all that stuff with the war jokes and riddles which is arguably one of the worst batman stories top 20 that worst batman stories of all time war jokes um, and the riddles has a lot of problems i mean there's some fun stuff in it
0: yeah but like joker just does not even act like joker and what irritates me what irritates me about war jokes and riddles is he he has joker acting like one way in war jokes and riddles and then when joker pops back up right before the wedding It's a totally different Joker. We're not
1: even... Oh, yeah. Well, I I feel like King has a lot to say about who Batman is and what he represents. And like, I I don't know if he even likes Batman or not. Like, I feel like he's kind of like, oh, this guy kind of like, demeans what I actually did in real life like I'm a hero like I worked for the government and I was in the CIA and I I, I saved lives and this guy like is a rich person who's crazy who's like a jerk and he like pretends to be important like I, <laughs> I it feels like it's a deconstruction of Batman like the whole run is kind of like this like Batman is a joke let's take a hundred issues to tell that joke but that aside the most recent issue I think was kind of like interesting because I I haven't read probably 30 issues of this run right and so it didn't you know i wasn't exhausted by these interludes and just his character work was 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 really good i mean he he does these like cold emotional people really well um i i don't know i i enjoyed it and i was kind of like oh crap like I, i enjoyed it in spite of myself yeah um but that of course and it informed the big like omg reveal from like the previous two issues um hey. which like i assume we'll talk about i don't want to we shouldn't no spoil be,
0: i mean that's the big reason to bring the tom king run because so far we've gotten the thomas Wayne reveal the wedding called off and now i mean at this point it's pretty much it's, we have two issues from it so we're, i don't and i just put the video today revealing it to the the audience exactly i but just saw yeah alfred's alfred's been killed Uh, Because Damien went in and it looked like it was a thing that Damien did on his own, which caused the Mm -hmm. death of Alfred. But it turns out in the latest issue we find out, Batman sent Damien in.
1: Yes, but he also says, I heard from Alfred and he's
0: safe. Now, here's what I'm wondering about that. Because he says Alfred is safe. Um, I'm wondering if this is supposed to be taking... Because this is no clarification on this yet. And we'll probably get it in 80. Yeah, Um, I'm wondering if Alfred is... This was taking place before he sent Damien in.
1: I think that... The Alfred who died was Clayface.
0: Do you think they faked it, the whole thing? Uh,
1: yes. I, I'm still kind of on the fence about whether or not the entire run was a dream. Like, I feel like there are a lot of, like, shades of uh, Inception in this run, where it's like, was the whole thing... like? because there's a lot of like fantastical stuff but yeah. i know it's batman but like a lot of well like well, i mean grandiose... go all the way back to catwoman kicking both flashes yeah like, <laughs> it feels like there's a lot of kind of like liberties that were taken but even more so like the tom king knows who these characters are and how to tell a story so like why would he make these leaps in logic and why would he like put these 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 odd moments in place why is there such repetition you know the bat and the cat thing there's no precedent for that kind of dialogue and it you know it's it's been memed to hell but like what if the repetition is there because like nobody's really themselves like batman has been like he fell in like the first arc and <laughs> You know, what if he's still on that on that plane, like bringing it in? You know, and he's, <laughs> the whole damn thing has been an entire. We're going to pan inside. out of a snow globe, like <laughs> right. It's going to be seen elsewhere. Like I, I don't know. I the the run for. I will say this. I've been I've been I've been very critical of the run per, for a long time. I will say at the very least, it's causing a lot of interesting conversation um, and. There are some very powerful books. I remember there was there was like one issue that I was like, I, oh, it was the issue where we flash forward, uh, where Selena and Bruce are like together and they have kids and stuff, and they they tell the story about how like she broke into his house all the time. I, I, that story, I was like, this is really good stuff. He, well, there's I, been good stuff in the Run, which is why
0: I think I'm stick. I've been sticking it out because you like yeah. you the crap book, you get the good book. You get the crap book, you get the good book. They almost give me yeah, a run I joke don't with the- me that like every odd issue was good and every even issue shit.
1: Yeah, right. It's it's I don't have the patience or the finances to fund someone's whims like that. Yeah, (laughs) like I'll just pick and choose myself. Thank you. Like, I'll wait. I'll read. You know, we'll see what happens. But like, yeah, no, I don't have the patience for like off and on runs, you know, especially if you're if you're going to seek out to do 100 issues. If you're going to if you say I have a 100 issue game plan, every issue had better matter or at the very least matter towards your narrative. But you can tell this filler. Yeah. And oh, it's like, yeah. that's not good enough.
0: It feels to me like the <laughs> filler
1: is there just so we can hit 100 issues. Right. And it's like, he's not going to get 100 issues anymore, but he's still dictating the direction that Batman's going to go in. And he's getting a series called Batman and Catwoman, which kind of spoils how the book's going to end, doesn't it? But also says, he's still he's still going to get his 100 issues. Yeah. They're just going to be called Batman and Catwoman number one, two, and up to twenty. You know, like that's not—it's a twelve issue maxi like, series. So yeah, it's almost that's like DC realized, wait, why did we give this guy a hundred issue? Give him a twelve. He's good with twelve. <laughs> that's the thing. He's good with twelve, and he and he and he rocks it. Like I, I, I have no doubt that uh, his next big thing—I can't remember what it's called. It's the—he's. I remember that his race, like he's a ran. I don't remember his name. Uh, but he's doing another Maxi series. It's a la Mr. Miracle. And uh, that's going to be probably amazing. Yeah. Um, it probably although, will although I will say it will probably feature a broken man who is very sad, <laughs> uh, who is, who will find strength from a very strong, powerful female character that is either married to him or is dating him. Like that's every Tom King story, except for his green lantern backup. And I guess Sheriff of a Babylon like yeah Sheriff Babylon didn't do that I don't think right but every other story is like so there's this guy and he's really miserable and he kind of wants to die and then this powerful woman shows up and she helps him like come to terms with that like that's Adam Strange thank you everybody like that's that's yeah
0: Um, okay Uh, I will end our discussion on Tom King by uh, because I love a lot of people saying like oh he's killing Batman sales are down sales are not down like everyone's everyone's freaking out like Batman is still in the top 10 (laughs) as much as people want to hate on top King uh, Tom King Batman is still a huge seller no matter what. So,
1: yeah, now that being said, because Batman is like the you know, the tent pole of DC, like that's how DC justifies being a publishing company, which is really kind of tragic. Um when that tent pole dips, they got to make some changes. Like then yeah. they do. And they and they did. Like it, you know, just because it's like it sells good for a Batman book doesn't mean it's you know, selling great, you know. It, it it's one thing or another. Like it, it will always sell well enough. Like there's a there's a certain threshold for like it being called Batman. It will sell at least this much, right? You know, so
0: yeah. So okay, moving on to our next topic then. Yeah. Um
1: The death of Mary Jane. Oh my God, man! <laughs> did I get some some flack for this? By the way, we called our live show. They killed Mary Jane and people flipped. They were like, You ruined this book. And I'm like, It happens on page three. Yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's, it's I think, it's, I think it's even in like the synopsis or like the solicitation yeah. where they're like, Mary Jane is going to die. We're going to go 10 years in the future. It's, and that's the plot.
1: Like, that's it's, literally, it's the literally, plot. with the death of Mary Jane, Peter is broken. Here's his kid. <laughs> it's, a, it's an imaginary story from a stunt author on the third page. But whatever. So they killed Mary Jane. Did you really
0: get a lot of crap for that, though?
1: I did. I got a lot of crap for it. They were just so pissed. They were like, "I'm so I'm unsubbing this channel's bullshit. Your (laughs) your clickbait is out of is out of bounds." And I'm like, "We've we rarely do clickbait, and when we do, it's though, because clickbait, you're not gonna talk about the
0: topic.' But the topic is Mary Jane got killed. I'm literally probably going to name this Mary Jane's death." And new Batman casting, well, <laughs> the Comics Experiment.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, that being said, it'll be like the book came out. Uh, and the book came out like six days prior. I'm like, yeah, come on. That being said, we did change the title because I'm like, I don't want to piss anybody off. I, like, I really don't want to like upset anyone who was really waiting to read this imaginary story about Spider-Man that was written by J.J. Abrams' son.
0: Oh, you know, you know what I loved? I, I had a recent thing like that happen, too. We did, a, we did a follow-up to our Spider-Man MCU discussion on the channel. Okay. And I titled it, Spider-Man Back in the MCU with a oh, question mark. That. And then said, nope. <laughs> and, and people freaked it out. It says like, the thing, oh. and the thumbnail says, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, you gave me hope. What is wrong with you? Your clickbait is out of control. That same exact argument. And I'm like, did you read the title? Do you know how to read they're like, no, I just right. got this Spider Man well, in the MCU, and I'm like, what? Yeah. I, and I, I literally responded to many people like the Spider the, the thing I put a question mark on. So like it was right. obviously if you did if you
1: stopped there, that was still left as a question. <laughs> right. I, listen, if this if my clickbait was strong, we'd be doing better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so anyway,
0: know. what did you think about this, JJ? I mean, I I will say I started the book and I was like it's going to be a bullshit stunt bull. Nothing's going to happen. It's going to be garbage. JJ uh-huh. Abrams, As much as I like him. He's, he's, he's not the greatest storyteller. He's just really good at his job overall. You know, right. But, he
1: has great ideas. Yeah.
0: And then I'm, I get to page three and it's like, and Mary Jane died. And I'm like, okay, I, I'll, I'll see what's going on. What's, what's going to happen? Right. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, if she's going to die as a plot device, like whatever, it, it, you know, there's a lot of thing it for it being a clearly Marvel's like, okay, great. Like JJ Abrams, son showed interest in working on one of our flagship characters he's never like really written anything before but his dad's willing to like go have on it so that we can put his name on the book and maybe we'll get more people to buy marvel right. like it's literally just a, a stunt to get more non comic readers to read comics yep. and i got i get that and that's not the it's not the first time it's happened it won't be the last time it's happened it's also not the uh, first time that they've killed mary and jane in an alternate continuity yeah, what about Spider-Man Rain? <laughs> and that's like the most controversial one because of how like m- how how funny she died. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but the, the, for me, even before you even get into the story, the cover's terrible and they went with the old 90s font for the Spider-Man title. And for me, I was like, "What are you trying to say? Like, what are you doing with this? Like it, it's called Spider-Man number 1." First of all, what Secondly, Quipel is better than this. Why is this cover so, so bad? Third, what's up with the, with the, with the the title that doesn't match any of your other Spider-Man books? Yep. And fourth, what is it? What even is this? Then you open it up and it's like, oh, it's, it's basically just like, what, what if Spider-Man had a kid and that kid were the story we were reading about? And it's like, okay, you know, it's, they got Sarah Pacelli, who is excellent, um, and there's some really like interesting work in here. There's a good dream sequence in which like Mary Jane kind of comes out of this like blood world, and it's like that's neat, I guess. But like there's there's less going for it than it sh- you know than than there should be. They got this weird anime looking villain called Cadaverous, which is one of the worst titles or worst names for a villain since Rogelzar. Uh, Rogelzar I- I- is a great name. Rogozar is one of the worst <laughs> everything ever. Like Rogozar is like what you need anyway, Rogozar is like the avatar for bad things in comics. <laughs> uh, but cadaverous, terrible name, I don't uh, and and also, like, I think we killed Mary Jane in the first er, in the first three pages so that obviously, like Cadaver has cadaverous is all about bot. It's called Cadaverous. So it's all about dead bodies. He's got these drones and they all look the same clearly mary jane's gonna be one of them oh, like, i mean they okay. even applied that with, with
0: like yeah the, no. the female in the tube
1: yeah like what are you doing like it's not gonna be like a female clone of peter parker for god's sake we all get it um maybe
0: it's when th- stacy just to throw a curveball in there we have
1: never seen that before true but we don't <laughs> even know what kind of like universe this is like did Quinn stacy happen in this universe like we don't know yeah. what, what spider-man this is aunt may's fat in this universe i have no idea but uh It there's nothing there's not enough that's new, compelling, or surprising in this book to get me to read anymore. For me, the cover was a big
0: turnoff. That's the big reason why I expected this to be garbage. The cover doesn't look good. The font doesn't look good. None of it looks good on the cover. I opened it up, I will say I was kind of hooked on it, but when we got to the last page reveal where the son discovers that his father's Spider-Man and we see that Spider-Man has lost a hand, I'm like I can almost predict where this is going to go. Like, this is you not can, new territory.
1: It was written by Tom DeFalco, like, literally, like, not to, I don't want to go on a big Spider-Girl Spider, Spider Girl tear, but in the Spider-Girl alternate future, Spider-Man lost a leg, he had a daughter, Yeah, she goes in the attic, she finds the costume, like, come on, like, we just, and I know that, like, you know, you're, and listen, Henry Abams probably wrote most of this, because, like, you know JJ's got got stuff to do <laughs> you know like and he wants to showcase his son's talent. I appreciate yeah. that. and he's got some good stuff going on. like the dialogue's a little, a little stiff, but it's not really bad. like I've seen some amateur comics in my day, and this is not the most amateur book for the for the for the proportionate size of the character. It's just not compelling enough like there's just not there's not enough new. Yeah. To really get me excited. I agree. Like, um, yeah. Not much more to say on it because we really get issue one at the moment. Right. It's only the first issue. And it's so by the numbers. Like, the it's hardly worth speculating. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, since
0: this is technically a comics experiment, uh, Sally, you've been on the show before. Let's yeah. open a portal.
1: Whoa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by Butcher Box. When it comes to meat, quality matters, and sadly not everyone has convenient access to high quality meat. But ButcherBox is here to fix that for you by bringing it straight to your door. Every month ButcherBox ships a curated selection of nine to 11 pounds of high quality meat right to you. That's enough for 24 individual meals for about $6 a meal. All meat is completely free of antibiotics and added hormones. To keep it fresh, all the meat is packed fresh, shipped frozen and vacuum sealed so that it stays fresh all the way to your door. Butcher Box is the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised, high-quality meat. Right now, Butcher Box is offering new members ground beef for life. That's 2 pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of their subscription plus $20 off their first box. Just go to butcherbox.com/comics or enter the promo code COMICS at checkout. That's ButcherBox.com slash COMICS or enter the promo code COMICS at checkout. Closing the portal! Welcome back to the show. The show that is streamed live over at our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash ComicStorian, every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. And the Comics Experiment, the show that we are currently kind of taking the spot of, is filmed every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Join us for either one of the shows. If you want to see more Sal, that's Tuesday. If you want to see me and the team, that's Thursday. Anyway, Let's talk about some of the news. Um, we're going to talk video games, comic books, and no, I mean, video games, movies, and TV shows. Now, the news that has been rolling around. Let's get it out of the way because there
1: was no weekly pull episode for this Spider-Man yeah. MCU deal. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. I was, uh, I, I was, I was devastated. <laughs> You're <were> devastated. <laughs> I know- I was. I the, for me, literally, like, and this is. I'm a Spider-Man fan, as you as you know. Uh, if you, if you guys don't, I, I love Spider-Man. I was. My interest in the MCU begins and ends with is Spider-Man going to be in it? I, I, and that's that's me saying that when I say like Iron Man, I think is my favorite superhero movie of all time. I love the MCU. I like what they do there. I, I, I've enjoyed all of them in some capacity, but I've always been like, when is Spider-Man going to get here? And when we got him, it was like, okay, yeah, finally, like everyone can make some money, everyone can be, and everyone can get what they want. When that when that happened, uh, I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like, what's the point of being a megalomaniacal company if you can't just throw money at your problems and make it go away?" Um, I have some <laughs> theories about it now, like about this thing, because like as as more leaks come out we're getting a clearer picture about like what happened and it looks like Disney got super greedy. Sony has just try- tried in some ways to make it work because like they're a separate company that their parent company doesn't care about them at all. So like, they're just desperately trying to make some money and they know that like the one thing they have that works is Spider-Man. So like they got to make their money somehow. Uh, I-, I think that, and, and I have no real data to back this up. And I, I hate to say this because, like, I usually really like to find as much data as I can. But I've been hearing this rumor a lot. And so I'm going to go by it based solely on the fact that I've seen multiple outlets report on this rumor. But even though I can't find an actual source for this rumor, um, have you heard the rumor that Sony might get bought out by either Amazon or Apple?
0: Yeah, I mean, that rumor's been going around a little bit. There's also the latest rumor, which, real quick, because it kind of ties into that. um, Yeah. (laughs) I've been hit by a couple people about it. One YouTuber decided to start his own little rumor chain, which is in nothing except his videos, and is now getting Mm -hmm. picked up, but that uh, Disney might just straight up buy Spider-Man. But I don't see that happening. Yeah,
1: no, I've heard that. I've heard the the number (laughs) that Sony offered, which was like $10 billion, which makes sense. It's a non offer. It's an invitation. Yeah, because because ten billion. Well, it's like Disney
0: coming at them and being like, "Hey, we want thirty to fifty percent of the revenue oh, from this 50%. point forward before yeah. our original
1: deal is even done." <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Um. It's another outrageous offer. I think it's a non offer, but I think that the ten billion dollar offer is something that Disney could afford, but won't pay. And I think, I honestly feel like maybe the reason, because Disney could pay something. They could have agreed to the 70-30 split, which we've heard was an offer. It could have agreed to any number that's close to 50 because anything's better than 5%, right? So why would they say no? I think that Disney heard that Sony was gonna get bought by either Apple or Amazon soon, like within a year. And so they preemptively screwed up the deal because they were basically like, well, let's see how much money we can get from them right now because they yeah. won't even be a studio in a year. And of course, if Sony is purchased by either Apple or Amazon, they lose the rights. The rights revert back to Disney slash Marvel anyway. So for them, it's like, yeah, no matter what offer Sony was going to make, Disney was going to reject it because they're like, you're not even going to exist in a year. Why would we give you any number if we could get it for nothing? I, I think that's what it is for them. It's like if we have a plan like the phase four has no Spider-Man in it and they and I don't think it ever did. And I think that they're thinking like, listen. We're going to be doing fine. We're also going to be, like, rolling full steam ahead with X-Men in the next two to three years. Yeah. We really could wait out Sony's existence if it it takes two years? Eh, okay. So there's a bad Spider-Man movie that we can ignore when we get him back in two years. And I think they're just playing this really, like, gross game that nobody wants because... I actually yeah, agree with you
0: entirely, because uh, my theory is that they sent over this basically bullshit deal that they right. knew Sony wasn't going to take, and they, the yeah. goal behind that was to get this to cancel laterally so that they mm-hmm. can then go, okay, well, deal's over. Good luck, Sony, and they're just they're yeah. waiting them out, because like you said, right. it could take two years. It could take five years. It could take 10 years. They're going to get Spider-Man back. Unless Sony does some crazy stuff, they're going to lose everything at this point. And they're just yeah. like whatever. We'll just let, we'll wait it out. We got the X-Men, we got everything. I was looking up a chart of who they own and the only ones they don't own at this point are technically yeah. Hulk and Namor and Universe is 100% fine working with them and right. they don't own Spider-Man. And that's it.
1: Yeah. That's it. That's it. I mean like they also can't use the Netflix characters for 2 years, but, but they're they're they weren't going to do already. that. They're going to get them back and they don't that's the reason why they didn't pay the like termination clause with Netflix because they're like, "Well, why would we pay to get Daredevil early if we have no intention of doing anything with Daredevil for two or three years anyway. Yes. So whatever, like the only the only reason that I could see them making a deal with Sony now, especially with the rumors of Sony not even really being a studio after a couple of years, is if Eternals fails. Yeah. And when I say fails, I don't think Eternals is gonna make, like, I don't think it's gonna flop. I th- but I do think Eternals will not perform the way they expect. They're
0: and home on other Etern- guardians.
1: And it, it well and if Eternals performs underperforms to expectations, they may go, mm, "We should probably do something about this." But yeah. they could also internally go, eh, we should probably do something about this. Let's fast track the X-Men or fast track Fantastic 4." Like we'll just we'll just not pursue an Eternals sequel. But that's the only reason that's the only The thing I could foresee is if if their big tentpole franchises that they're creating in phase four just don't perform to expectations. Right. No, no, I agree.
0: And that's the only way I can see them even going for it. But I think think looking at phase four, to me, it looks like a throwaway phase. It looks to me like Marvel Studios is sitting around going, hey, the first three killed. Look at how much money we've made. Does it matter what we do with Phase Four? Let's try some new stuff with Disney Plus and some heroes that you don't know about. And if this if this phase is known as the the forgettable phase,
1: who cares? (laughs) we tried stuff yeah, and you know what like if it worked out it worked out but if it didn't eh phase 5 is X-Men yeah. so whatever that's what like, I, mean. I, I know. I looking at phase 4
0: there's nothing that I'm getting like super excited about and I feel like that's yeah. because they want to try all these like lesser they don't want to have the big pole Avengers Infinity War something weird like that out there to really hold it down they want to try well can Doctor Strange Captain Marvel can all these things hold
1: things on their own without being yeah.
0: sandwiched between other MCU movies
1: yeah, even even the things that people get really excited about, like Blade, that's Phase 5. Yeah. That's not even in Phase 4. They were just like, oh, also, we're going to make Blade. Like, oh, cool. What? Like, I think Phase 4 is a it. test
0: to see if they can make it work in Disney Plus primarily.
1: And see, because yeah. if you look at Phase 4, most of the characters we want to see, they all got shows, and they're all at Disney Plus. That's right. No, Phase 4 is the Disney Plus phase. Like, oh, also, there's some movies. Like, yeah, we're, we we didn't expect to get a Thor sequel yeah. phase because we <laughs> thought Hemsworth was going to say no. I like, li-
0: I like that. Th- the, the we didn't expect Thor
1: 4 phase. That's what we're going to call this. That's I mean, because really, that's it. Like, that's the one I'm excited for because I liked Thor Ragnarok so much. Yeah. But, like, that's it, you know? I mean, I, I'm, I was not a huge fan of Doctor Strange 1, so, like, hearing that the guy who made the last one is coming back to make the second one, that doesn't excite me. I liked I liked Waititi's Doctor Strange in Thor Ragnarok. I liked Doctor Strange in the uh, Russo brothers movies, but his own movie, I wasn't a fan of the first one. So why would I get excited about the second one? Right. You know, there, there's and the Eternals. You, you would be hard pressed to find somebody more boring than the Inhumans. But there you have it. <laughs> I know. I love everyone. Congratulations. Like, people are asking me like, can you make videos on the Eternals? And I'm like, I mean. It'll be two minutes. <laughs> like, well, technically, I can. Do, are you a big fan of Chariots of the Gods? Like, come on. I don't it, know. It's it's I, a funny. It could be cool. It could be cool, but like probably not. Yeah. So okay, let's
0: move I mean, on. Like, let's get let's, yeah. Because we've done it. Us. I mean, this is supposed mm-hmm. to be just a quick recap on the Spider-Man deal. It's true.
1: So the Spider-Man thing. It's tragic. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm 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 heartbroken.
0: So uh, real quick, we'll touch on. They just announced a CW spinoff show of Arrow. So I love yeah. how they're like, Arrow's ending. but We're going to keep it going. <laughs> right. For who? Like, you know, Amel's out. Well, here's the best part. The spinoff show that has been announced is basically Birds of Prey. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, let me get the... Because they're making that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think it is. So the CW uh, show is a female-led backdoor pilot coming out of this season, and it will feature uh, Catherine's Mia Smoke, uh, Mia Smoke and the Canaries, involving Laurel oh. Lance and Dinah Drake as well. <laughs>
1: I don't know if that's going to work for anybody. Uh, So what
0: they're going to do is basically have a whole episode about those three women and see how people like it. Okay. But it's funny. I don't think it's going to happen. Because if you think about this, the CW show – and I've said this before. I don't mind the CW shows. I get it. I know – I you know – the, people seem to – so I've had this debate a lot of times on our TV show that we do on this channel every thir- uh, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern where we talk about the latest TV show, some CW, and we talk about this DC universe. CW over the last couple of years, everyone's freaking out. Like, oh, my God, this is bad. Oh, my God, they they pushed uh, an LGBTQ community, and they, they got a trans actress, and, and I'm just like, guys, you don't understand – CW, like two, three years ago, discovered that half their audience was this LGBTQ minority trans audience, and they've been going all in. Their slogan right. has been Dare to Defy, and if you look at the slogan, it's got the minority actors, the women actors, like it's, and I'm fine with that. That's what they're making it for, but if you look at what they're doing now, it's like we got Batwoman, we got Supergirl, we got this female-led backdoor pilot to Arrow, and we yeah. got Black Lightning, like, and then we got Flash. like, And it, Flash. Flash <laughs> is, like, becoming, like, and Flash is all about, the, the, did you see the uh, reports on this? I've seen very little on this. Oh, we're going to have the villain. I saw. We're going to have him, and how he's going to work in a crisis in a minute at Earths. But okay. the other headline I saw was, we're going to have a plot point as to why Candace Patton is going back to a more ethical, uh, ethnical haircut. She's going to change her hair, and we're going to get a <laughs> plot point. It's going to be minor. Who cares? But we're going to get a plot reason. I'm
1: like... That's not that's not exciting.
0: No, but it's funny. I like, mean, I'm going to watch all these. I like these shows. Right. I just love the argument people make where they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did this. I'm like, the show is not for your
1: straight white male right. who's 35. How 35. could you not <laughs> expect that? They're, they're, they, these aren't first season shows, so you know what to expect from these shows yeah. by now. It's like stop being outraged. Move on. Exactly. Like, that's my point. Like, it's meant for like the sixteen
0: to twenty five year old drama demographic. That's what <laughs> CW is. Look at the other shows on CW. Like vampire right. diaries and things like that. Like this is what yeah. they make. I don't understand why right. people get like outraged by these things, like them going, We're making an all female spin off.
1: Why are right. you outraged you... by this at this point? Do you forget what network is doing this? <laughs> Right, like, do you think they're gonna make like a blue and gold booster gold blue beetle buddy cop superhero male driven series on the CW? No, like, it'll be a not DC universe, make... and then someone's gonna say F Batman. <laughs> right. Hey, listen, like, say I'll say this for the DC universe shows, like, they're making they're making the shows that 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 demographic is looking for. Like, yeah. where's the stuff? Like, where's Deathstroke? He's in that. Where's the Swamp Thing series where people get their faces chopped off? Like. There it is. Like, it, those are the shows. So go to the... Get yeah. the app. <laughs> watch the show. DC there. Universe is
0: making the DC show. And I always feel like CW is aware of that. They're like, oh, cool. DC Universe is handling, like, the hardcore comic fans. Right. You got that. Yeah. Moving on. We're going to give like, you yeah. 20 episodes worrying about, uh, you know, uh, Frost, ha- Killer Frost and her relationship with her parents.
1: <laughs> right. Like, uh, and if you don't care about that, then go get the app and watch the shows about yeah. people saying the F word and killing each other. Because, like... And you know what? They're good shows. Like, Doom Patrol is a solid show.
0: I I, I hate to say it, but the only show in CW that is like, I I personally feel, and even this is to a a weird degree, but the only show that I fall into the demographic for on that network, I think, is Supernatural.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and and they've, they've had you for what? Over a decade? Yeah,
0: 15 years. I've aged yeah, with no. the show like
1: <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> at this point. It's like, that's just who I am now. Yeah. Like, I-, <laughs> I try to be Dean. That's what I try to do now. But like, and yeah, that's what that's I always fair. find funny. Like I'm not, this is, this isn't me announcing, like telling you about this so we can rag on the show. What no. I find funny is the people that get outraged. Like, I can't believe Flash season six focused on a relationship with Cisco.
1: Really? Because right. the last three seasons. Are you just did that? figuring this out? What the <laughs> show is? Are you fi- have you just figured out what channel you're on? That'd be like being like, I can't believe that Pretty Little Liars focused on all the girls complaining at each other about like the pro- like. Yeah, that's what this. You're on Freeform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It or was why I didn't Gilmore watch Cloak Girls and Dagger. Man. I'm like, did you, like did am you I going to the- watch Cloak and Dagger kill people with, with cloaks? Like, no. I'm going to see Cloak and Dagger complain and be sad and probably do, like deal with like, drugs and alcohol and and teen sex. Like, I don't well, care. Right. I'm not going to watch that. We're good. Um, all right.
0: So that that's that. I mean, overall, are you going to watch the <laughs> spinoff? N- no.
1: I'll probably <laughs> give it a shot. But... I haven't watched any of them though. Like those shows are not for me. Well, I, I, see, I might you check out prices, that. you, and, that, and, right. that, and that's what I find the best is you acknowledge these aren't for you. Like right, and, well, and I'm not, I don't want them to change what they're doing just no, so I can working. get something. What? Like
0: like a case in point, a lot of uh, uh, as people don't get this. But like telling stating that they need to make flash for your demographic would be like going the superhero girl show that's for little young for young women to have female empowerment and stuff like that to be able to find role models for themselves I want that to be for adults like, right, yeah. like
1: yeah I like these Powerpuff girls but can they be boys like that's not it's not what the show is it's not what this network is it's right. just, know your audience the and C- know C- where C- you I are. I feel
0: like the CW tried the comic book true way, Flash season one and Arrow one and two, didn't do nearly as well as making it the teen drama show that it is now.
1: They know what their demographic is. Yeah. The CW is like, we're not going to start getting you. Like, we're going to get the people who are watching this channel anyway. That being said, I'm watching Batwoman. I'm going to watch Black Lightning. I am going to
0: watch The Flash. I will complain about The Flash. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch them all and I will complain about plot points and stuff that they're doing, but I know what I'm getting into. So, Right. Plus, you have a show um, for that. All right. So. <laughs> let's go ahead. Uh, let's move on to two more things. We've got yeah. Jonah Hill for Batman and then I'm going to tell you the, the leak on the Batman game. Uh, and we'll see what that is. It's not much to talk about, but it, or maybe it no. will be with you. I don't know. Sometimes it gets... <laughs> it's, you know, well, there's something to talk about. It's a mixed bag when it comes to doing a show with you, Sal. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you never know. Uh, okay, so Jonah Hill is being announced to join Robert Pattinson in the new Batman thing. And it's everyone's trying to guess what his role is going to be in this movie. Right. I tweeted out, yeah. I'm calling it Early Bane. Now, I was obviously joking. <laughs> that it would be Bane. Jonah Hill as Bane is, doesn't make any sense, right? No. But I don't think Twitter understood that because a lot of people call me stupid for thinking it was Bane.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, that is stupid. It's a terrible idea. It's a terrible That's idea. A terrible idea? Why
0: would I think it's going to be Bane?
1: Um, right? I just didn't want to tweet out, well, he's obviously Penguin. You know? <laughs> right. No, because he kind of probably will be. I mean, he could be... any. Uh, we also know I mean okay so Jonah Hill I, I've heard both rumors I've heard I've heard Penguin I've heard Riddler um, he, he could be Arkham for all we know like he you know what I mean like he could be anyone I really don't think he's going to be someone that we are too familiar with
0: because this whole right. movie's supposed to be noir and like a different take on Batman and things we're not familiar with one person yeah. tweeted me and said Hugo Strange and I like that That'd be cool. Like a younger Uh, Hugo Strange who's getting to know Bruce Wayne and starts to tap into these things.
1: I mean, like, that would be cool. I would love to see Hugo Strange in these movies because I think he's a really great character and it gives you the opportunity to showcase, like, all the villains in some fun way. Um, They also announced that Jeffrey Wright is probably going to be Commissioner Gordon. Right. Right? Uh, Another good one for Hill, Ventriloquist before we go into the... I would love that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would love to see Ventriloquist in a movie because, like, Puppets are scary. (laughs) Uh, There's a precedent for scary puppets in movies. Yeah. And you have a scary puppet Batman villain now in a movie. I'd love that. Um, I think it could be just as mundane as like Jeffrey Wright's going to be Gordon. Jonah Hill's going to be Bullock.
0: Uh, Too easy, but I'll take it. I want to see Jonah Hill do more stuff. Have you
1: seen Jonah Hill when he can actually act?
0: Yeah. He's really good good at acting.
1: Yeah. I mean, I loved him in Wolf of Wall Street and he got like pennies on the dollar for that role uh but he's like a real actor like it's not just you know him doing fun cameos in quentin tarantino movies like he's a real actor who does yeah. good work um you know sure he's fun like i like to see him in the 22 jump street movies but like you know he can do it i'm just thinking like because they announced because they talked about jeffrey wright and jonah hill in the same sentence i'm kind of like you know so yeah oh well- it, it could just be that, like, they're like, no, we just, we cast, like, the next, per- if they get, if they get, like, a Hispanic young woman as the next casting announcement, it's like, oh, okay, well, you're just casting the GCPD, like, moving on. Well, <laughs> you're just call casting me when you the call- GCPD. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, Renee is next, okay, okay, moving on. Like, get, let me, call me when you get somebody else. Right. Like, okay. But, I, that's cool, you know, good for him. I'm glad they're going good. Remember... This is just a quick aside, but like, God, I remember when the Nolan movies came out and when they were announcing Batman Begins and they started rolling out with all the actors. And it was like Morgan Freeman, Lucius Fox, uh, you know, Gary Oldman, G- Gordon. And I was like, it's and, and Rutger Hauer as the head of Wayne. I- I'm like, this is so great. Like what good acting choices. And I would love to feel that way again. Like, I'd love to be like, oh, my God, look at who they're putting in these movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, Joaquin
0: Phoenix for Joker was like a what? And then we saw him doing it. We're like, okay. As much as I want to argue against their casting choices here and there, this is working. Now – I wish they would get that casting director to then do the Titan Season 2 casting because why did we get that, that Alfred? But I mean, I mean that Batman. But.
1: Oh, I know, I know. That Alfred, I, that's the Alfred I think I was like, do I remember you from the Resident Evil movies?
0: <laughs> no, not even oh, the Alfred. No. The, the
1: Bruce Wayne they got. The old man Bruce yeah. Wayne. Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't even... Yeah.
0: So, all right, uh, I guess the last topic we're going to talk about is this the, the leak. And I hate to talk about much on this because I do chat with Scott Snyder quite a bit, but he apparently – it's almost confirmation on the next Batman game thanks to him. <laughs> he, he tweeted it. It was an unintentional leak. So, uh, we'll talk about this, and then we'll explain a little bit more about what's going on with Comics Experiment and what's going on with Absolute Comics. Comics Experiment will be back next week, but we'll tell you all that in a minute. So, Batman Day happened, right? Yeah. Scott Snyder tweet WB Montreal tweeted out like the symbol of the Batman. Scott Snyder retweeted their tweet, was like, Yeah, guys, this is the happy Batman day. Hashtag beware the court of the
1: L's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then deleted it
1: immediately. And, and
0: it's and like the deleting is what makes it confirmation. Cause like if you had just left that, we all would have been like, Oh, that's a cool thing, man. That's awesome. Right. But somebody was yeah. probably like, you should probably delete that, and he did, and now we're all like, Well wonder why that was deleted.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, ugh, man. And then the next My, day they
0: released symbols for that look like the League of Assassins versus the Court of the Owls. So,
1: right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I think that's pretty much confirmed. It's it's Warner Brothers Montreal. They're the guys who made Arkham Origins though, right? No, no, wait, is Montreal? I, I'm a little confused who made what, but well, that, all, for me, because I don't
0: even mind Origins. I don't think it was a bad game at all. I know I know I, I, I know it gets a lot of crap in the series, but yeah. it's I don't think it's as bad as everyone likes to make it out to be. I think it's just the standard why did we get a middle story when we didn't finish the main story kind of attitude? I mean it's better just because there's
1: no Batmobile in it. I
0: know. I know. Everyone gave uh, Montreal a crap for making Origins, and then Night came out, and I'm like, you know what I hated about Night? The Batmobile. It would have been yeah, fun if you 80% just gave it to eighty percent of me. this freaking game. If you were just giving me the Batmobile, let me drive around and have a good time with it. Fine. Why is there tank segments every two minutes?
1: Yeah. <laughs> why is it essential? Yeah. I. I. You've. You spent three games establishing you don't need the Batmobile. Who then want the I, Batmobile? I have the grapple augmentation that makes me like launch forget it. No. Uh, I'm excited because like I think they've heard I well, I mean, here's the thing, it's the guys who made Arkham Origins, I'm pretty sure, which means no Batmobile, probably. Yeah. Uh which is fit, which immediately goes from I'm gonna skip it to I'm gonna buy it. And uh the question is is it gonna be like a sequel to Origins? Like is it gonna be another prequel game? I would oh. assume so.
0: That's actually, yeah, that'd be kind of, if they go back to the League of Assassins, the Court of the Owls battling it out, and we just get another kind of thing.
1: They could literally call it Arkham Origins, Court of Owls, something like that, where it's like, these are the Origins games, where it's like, younger Batman. What I loved about everyone's
0: freaking out about Arkham Knight killing Batman, I mean, I still don't think he's technically dead, but whatever. Um, What I loved about that was everyone's like, well, we can't do another Arkham game. So Did you not understand how Batman works? <laughs> we just yeah, pick another time period Wait, and go
1: in, <laughs> right? Where like you, you could still you could have W Montreal make Arkham Origins, whatever Court of Owls. You could still have what was it? Rocksteady. Rocksteady Maybe made the other one. Yeah,
0: Rocksteady made the one that everyone uh, does love. Uh, Montreal made Origins, which is considered the worst in the four games that have come out so far.
1: Not for me, but I yeah. Uh, now, uh, but Rocksteady could make Batman Beyond the game. <sighs> And you're good, yep. like <laughs> especially because, like, okay, okay, you didn't like we you you don't need the grapple. We don't do the Batmobile anymore. You just fly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I want that. Then just make uh, Superman.
1: Well, the only problem with Superman is like, okay, so. Uh, I'm just gonna fly through Metropolis. Like I'm just gonna blast through every building. I'm gonna man of steel this game up and just destroy everything. So you're gonna <laughs> like, re- you recreate man that. of
0: steel and just take out every building yeah.
1: on your way. Yeah, I'm gonna smash every building, I'm gonna kill every person in Metropolis, just to get to the achievement faster. Like <laughs> you have to depower him in some way it's hard to make a like a a a good superman game because he can do anything and he's super powerful you have to like have kryptonite gas or everyone has kryptonite pills or something in order to make it you know doable well i mean now you're just going back to superman 64. but anyway
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) well that's like when uh injustice like injustice is a great game i love the story i love the game but in order to make it like feasible, they're like, here's a green pill that makes everyone as strong as Superman.
1: <laughs> right? Because otherwise he'd kill everyone. He would. Like he would win immediately.
0: Like Superman is the militant leader that we are all fighting against. Okay, let's go fight him. <laughs> I broke my
1: hand on his jaw. <laughs> yeah. I died. And we all died. He has he has no one on his side and he won. Like, yeah. <laughs> so So But I'm excited. I like I didn't know anything about I I love finding out. That like they're, I wonder how far along they are with this game. Like I don't know, but like I hope they're farther along than than just the planning phase. Yeah, I mean we have no nice. I mean,
0: well they've been implying Court of the Isles for a while. So like E3, they were dropping hints on it and PAX, they were dropping hints on. So I'm assuming that we're getting near an announcement. You know what I mean? Like I'm quoting. I don't even know why because I hope we're getting near an announcement.
1: (laughs) I would like one. Hey, New York Comic Con's coming up. Give us there. like do it, please. I want that. Like I just want – I mean the thing is, you know, Batman Arkham City, best superhero game of all time. Then they made Spider Man for PS4, and I'm like, oh, uh, that up to the second empty. place for Batman. Yeah, so I'm I'm ready for another like great Batman game, and so you know Montreal's got a got a shot. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's see it. I want to play it. I'll play it. Are you kidding me? All right. Well, um, let's uh, yeah. do the official close on the show. And then sure. I'll
0: explain to people where they can find everything and then we'll do our post show afterwards and my team can get to work getting the videos and everything done. Dan's getting antsy yeah. behind the scenes over there. He's like, I don't do this normally. I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so the actual show for Comics Experiment slash uh, Comics Experiment presents Absolute Comics. I guess this is technically like a spinoff kind of show. Um, but the actual show is wrapping up now, guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you want more of this format then make sure you come over to our Twitch, twitch.tv slash comicstorian, uh, on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. And following the actual closeout, I'll let you know a little bit more where you can find this particular show if if you'd want this. If you are looking for the traditional comics experiment, uh, next week we're all out of town for New York Comic Con, but the week after we will be back, and it will be back to normal. Me, Andy, and Dan having a discussion or going over some kind of a topic or something along those lines, doing your traditional comics experiment. Now, uh, don't forget today's sponsor is a Butcher Box, uh, where you can get great high quality meats. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the ad read in the middle of the episode. I'm not going to go through it again right this second, but either way, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, either way, you can also, you can also further support us by subscribing right here at Comic ComicStorian. You can also subscribe right here on the Twitch channel if you're watching live, or you can join us at our Patreon, patreon.com slash ComicStorian, where you get early access to all of our podcasts, including this one, which will also go to Sal's and we'll tell you more about that in a minute, but you get early access to everything else that we create or right over there at the Patreon or our YouTube memberships right here. Uh, overall, I hope you guys
1: enjoyed today's episode. Sal, where can they find you? Find me. Come find me. Go to YouTube.com slash Comic Pop. Subscribe to the channel and get updates about every show we make. And we make a lot of shows where we get really deep into comics. We just talk all about different types of comics from Marvel, DC, indie. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. Come check us out.
0: All right. Uh, and the show's not actually over. We're just going to end the major discussions. Uh, we did forget a topic, Sal, that we're going to mention right now.
1: I know, I just thought we were cutting for time,
0: but uh, hey. Yeah. Well, we can measure two seconds. There's not much to say on it other than I'm excited. James Tinian is picking up as the new Batman writer in 2020. And I'm yep, excited because I love Tinian's He's... writing. I love him on Dark. Yeah. I've loved him on Batman and Robin Eternal. So he, I already know he can write Batman characters. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. He's a great choice.
0: Yeah, see, I didn't think there was much. I, I did forget the topic, but I didn't feel like we had much to talk about on the topic.
1: That's you know. the thing. It's like he's he's a good writer. I, I worry about Justice League Dark now, though. Will that story, will that series continue? Uh, I'm wondering. I feel like Dark and Odyssey are going to be wrapping soon. No doubt. I, they, well,
0: because I know when they started, and I was talking to Scott Snyder, and he said that they were all intended to be like, all together, but Justice yeah. League is going in a different direction now with Gear of the Villain. So I'm wondering if yep. Dark and Odyssey are going to spread off on their own and then kind of close out kind of a deal.
1: Well, Dark has that, like, has a Perpetua or whatever got a, a, an, an evil Legion of Dark Doom character, like team made of the Floronic Man and stuff. So I think you're going to get, like, some Year of the Villain tie-in with Dark. It's just kind of like, it'll be its own thing. Right. So you never know. So, okay. So this
0: show right here, Absolute Comics, um, that we did basically on top of Comics Experiment, Uh, pseudo, so it's almost like a merger of the Comics Experiment show and the Weekly Poll. Uh, long story short, the Weekly Poll just, the the hosts went different directions, had different focuses, that kind of a thing. Uh, Sal and I decided we enjoy doing this and we want to do it every Tuesday, so we're bringing it back, but we don't want to take the name the Weekly Poll. We decided to name it Absolute Comics. And the fun catch line is actually, it's not the Weekly Poll, it's Absolute Comics. Um, I started that as a joke and now it's on the logo. <laughs> <laughs> um the plan for this show if you are interested in it is it will air every tuesday at 5 p.m eastern on the twitch channel twitch.tv slash comic for comics experiment fans that's thursdays at 2 p.m eastern you can catch us doing that stuff uh following this just like all of my other podcasts it will then go to our patreon probably aiming for a Friday release date, and then it will release on the weekly poll channel, which will be eventually changed over to Absolute Comics, probably the following Sunday or Monday. It's, it's going to be a little bit more of a looser's release schedule than, say, we do with Comics Experiment and stuff like that. Um, if you're curious about the Patreon, you can come to my Patreon, patreon.com slash comic story, to get access to all my stuff, or... Sal and I are going to be uploading it to both of our Patreons, so if you are a fan of Sal's and you want to support Sal, you just go to his Patreon, get all of his content, plus the Absolute Comics brand that we're creating over here. Uh, That should be the home of this show, I believe. It's not 100% in stone. We are working out the kinks. I'll put everything in the description down below, right beneath our sponsor, Butcher Block for the day. Or Butcher butcher Block. box i don't know why i keep calling it. well i guess a butcher block makes sense but a butcher, butcher box. is a real thing because they <laughs> send you meats and it's great right yeah no yeah it's just it's yeah either way yes it's a patreon crossover it's going to be a great thing we do here and this show will air every tuesday is the battle plan um you can catch it on twitch you can catch it on patreons it the, and uh as the weeks go on and we make a couple episodes we'll get it up on spotify itunes just like every other one of our shows where you can find them all in those locations
1: uh did i miss anything on that uh no I think that's good I that should be covering everything I think so all right uh, I will also oh is this the recorded part or is this this the, is still recorded yes part? this is still recorded okay yeah yeah you, did, yeah, you nailed it
0: okay <laughs> cool all right well if you stuck around to the very tail end I hope you enjoyed this let me know in the comments down below what you thought about this format and also, let us know some fun, deep, thoughtful discussions you want us to have on Comics Experiment. We've been having a lot of fun, actually, so on Comics Experiment, we've been doing a lot more deeper discussions lately. Like, we discussed, yeah. uh, should superheroes be role models? Role models in general? Right. Um, that was the more recent one, uh, and I, I, I really enjoyed that discussion, so we're just looking for deeper yeah. discussions to go into. Uh, either way, uh, thank you guys so much, and uh, see you next Comics Experiment.